0: Hey, everybody, welcome. I am Chrissy Baki. I'm the hippie Christian who cares, and I am so happy you are joining me for this Advent session. How is your Advent going? For the most part, we are all sort of rushing ahead and celebrating Christmas. Some of us are even having early Christmas parties or family Christmases because. Getting together on just the 24th or the 25th of December is so difficult. So, um, we do all this Christmas preparation, but it really is Advent. It is really the waiting time of waiting for both the birth of Christ as we celebrate that, but the coming of Christ again. And so, how is your Advent going? How are you preparing? truly celebrate the coming of Christ I'm excited this week to share something that was revealed to me while I was doing last week's podcast and no other grand ideas or different ideas have come in my tiny little brain but as I looked at the scripture again I just think this is going to be a really cool session. So stick with me and let's talk about really waiting to see Jesus. I'm going to start off right with the Bible verses that I'm referring to. So, in the past, I've talked about how Luke is really where you're going to get the tr- the the true Christmas story that we know so well—the Charlie Brown, Linus, lights, please um, sermon that that Linus says, the where he literally talks about the birth of Christ, and it's straight from Luke, just told so well. Um, and in Luke chapter 2 after the birth of Christ there is, um the subtitle says um this is the NIV New International version says Jesus presented in the temple and it's Luke 2 verses 21 through um 35. Sorry for the long pause. I was struggling to read. Welcome to I'm Old and Bible writing is super teeny tiny. Anyways, Jesus presented in the t- temple, Luke 2 verse 21 through 35. On the eighth day when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. And when the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him by the arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel Mary had to just be like, what? And yet, Gabriel had spoken to Mary what Simeon was saying in terms of Jesus was going to be our Savior. And so, this part of when we were talking about Mary last week, When I read about Simeon, which I've read many, many times when we talk about the birth of Christ, I just all of a sudden found it to be revealing and amazing. So the people in the New Testament, the only word of God that they have is the words that are written by the prophets um, of the Old Testament, as we know it. And so God has revealed through these prophets that there would be a Messiah. And Simeon, we meet Simeon in chapter, in chapter, in verse 25, and he's righteous and devout, and he is waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. I believe that when you are in the Word of God, when you are reading the Bible, when you are communicating with God, the Holy Spirit is present because it is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and they are three in one. And while each of that part of God has sort of a different role as we know it, they are still 100% God. And so Simeon is a man of God, and he's waiting for the Messiah. He is waiting for Israel to be redeemed and to be saved, and the Holy Spirit is present. And it tells us that the Holy Spirit has revealed to him that he's not going to die before he has seen the Lord's Christ. So God is going to send his son to the world. God is going to come down as full God, full man, and be with us. And the Holy Spirit has revealed this and says, you are not going to die until you meet the Messiah. There's a great, you know how they always say that there's those questions that you want to ask when you get to heaven, like, Oh my gosh, what if we put Kool-Aid and vinegar instead of gas in our cars? Would they have run better or weird things like how do turnips grow and what, you know, how do you cure cancer and COVID and all that crazy stuff. But here's a question that I definitely want to ask that is super geeky, biblical. Simeon, what happened when the Holy Spirit revealed that to you? Because sometimes it tells us how it happens. Joseph had, was it was revealed in a dream, or the, an angel came. Joseph, as in Jacob's Joseph, Jacob and son's Joseph, he had dreams where things were revealed to him. Joseph, Jesus's earthly father, an angel appeared to him, while he was sleeping. So kind of in a dream, but also he was there talking to him. And so sometimes we know exactly how God reveals something. In this case, it just says that the, that it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. I'd love to know, like, Did a little dove come and like do the talking? Was it a dream? Was he reading something and he felt it in his heart and then it matched what was true? So then he, and they specifically said like, you're not going to die until you see Jesus. And how unbelievably cool is that? Unbelievably cool. And that was the part that struck me so hard last week when I was doing the podcast. The Holy revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. This is a Jewish man who knows scripture, knows what has been prophesied about about Jesus and is waiting for this Jesus, knowing that this Jesus was going to save him. And he is somebody who is believing in Jesus Christ before he's possibly even born, because this is the eighth day after Jesus is born. And it doesn't say that that happened the same day. In fact, you get the impression that he was waiting for this Jesus, waiting like we are waiting in Advent. How cool is that? Like, I feel like this is like Advent at its epitome. Is that the right word? Um, At its height? I don't know. I'm kind of a geek that way. But he said he... But it says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it had been revealed to him that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So now, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts as if to say, it's go time. Like the Holy Spirit, maybe this little dove is with him and it's like, now, go, go, go. Um, and when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do what to do for him what is custom of the law, Simeon knows and he takes this baby in his arms. And he prays sovereign Lord as you have promised. You now dismiss your servant in peace. Simeon is saying, I can die. Because my Savior is here. Simeon, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is able to say, I will die in peace because my, of my Savior. For my eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes see this tiny little baby who will grow up to save me from my sins for my salvation and for the salvation of the world, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. You are doing this for everyone to see. You are doing this for all people. All. Capital A-L-L. All. Boy, we do not get to pick and choose who Christ dies for. We don't. We must love like Jesus. No matter what the circumstances are, and love, love, love hard, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles, and unless you are from the lineage of Jesus Christ and a Jew, of Jewish and Hebrew heritage, that is that is Israel, and and they were the promised. Like they were the favored people, meaning they were the ones chosen from the line that Jesus Christ would come from, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. It is, Simeon is saying, hey guys, it's not just for those of us from Jewish descent. It's for everybody. It's for Gentiles, meaning other than Jewish descent. But he says, and for the glory to your people, Israel, to the people in which the line that you came from, the promise from that went from Moses and Jacob and Abraham and all the way to Jesus, David and Solomon. Oh my gosh. And Mary and Joseph are just in awe of this. Just this past Sunday, our church had the children's um, Christmas program. And it's always delightful, just adorable to have kids dressed up as sheep and angels and shepherds. And we had two high schoolers who reluctantly But beautifully agreed to be Mary and Joseph, and they were gorgeous and so sweet and kind to do so. And it was just a great program, great program all the way around. And I think of when I was little and when my kids were young, and all the times I helped with the Sunday school program, and it's Like part of it is like you're going through the motions and you're reading and, and that's how you learn is just hearing it over and over and over again. And that innocence is phenomenal and the excitement is phenomenal. And is, is it, is it the excitement for the birth of Christ or is it the excitement that it's Christmas and there's presents and there's candy and there's fun and all kinds of good stuff and you're going to get off of school and all that kind of stuff? It's probably all of those things. And you think, like, is every Christmas play exactly the same? And is, every, is the Christmas story just the same thing over and over? And we have our... Manger scene, and we set it up, and you know we put our stuff on the tree, and you know, maybe you have things that are you know the jeez the Jesus is the reason for the season kind of stuff on your tree, and maybe you have the Grinch and Charlie Brown and Rudolph and those kinds of things and are we are we waiting for? jesus like simeon are we expectantly waiting for this messiah that will be our savior and can we learn like for me i feel like every year when i talk about it and prior to doing the hippie christian who cares podcast i used to do this thing called the 12 days of Christmas. And I did them on Facebook and I'll probably still do them. I have a couple friends that like it. And I feel like if something I do to serve God serves another human and loves on another human, it's worth doing. Even if it's my sister, Susie, who listens faithfully and I love her so much and few others like you, Paul, and Brian and Trudy and who was I going to shout out? Gosh darn it. I said there will be a shout out for you coming because I know you listen and my brain went to mush. I'm going to remember though. So stick with me. There'll be a shout out to you. Please God, let me remember. Anywho. Um, but yeah, I, I, In doing so, 12 days of Christmas, um, The Hippie Christian Who Cares, Advent services, Advent devotion, um, Bible studies throughout the year. I for sure am a geek learner. And the more I learn, the more I love Jesus. And the more I love Jesus, the more I want to share Jesus. And so, yeah, I... I, and I don't want you to love because I love him I want you to love Jesus because the Holy Spirit has revealed to you who he is and who God is and who Jesus Christ is just like I said before sorry I'm drinking water my mouth is super dry tonight so I'm sure this is just real annoying as usual listen to the message not the gulping of water understand thank you everybody back to this so i want you to know my jesus like i want you to know my sister susie or my friend paul or my friend brian or my brother john you know i want you to meet this jesus and wait for this baby to be born and wait for jesus christ to grow into the man of God, 100% man, 100% God, who teaches us and shows us how to live a godly life and how to love God and love people. And then he takes on all our sin, all of it, every single last bit of it, from the sin that we consider not so bad, you know, I lied about liking dinner or I stole a cookie from the cookie jar to the stuff that we consider really, really bad. I embezzled a ton of money. I, I didn't, but I'm just saying things that we would consider horrifying offenses. Sin is sin is sin. And we don't get to, we don't get to judge others' sin. That is God. And God did judge it, and he judged it all harshly. Every one of us are sinners, and every one of us, because of our sin, are separated from God. Jesus comes, and as Simeon says, he's waiting, and he's prayerfully expectant For the help of Israel. That is Eugene Peterson's The Message. And the Holy Spirit was on him, and the Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. And he was led by the Spirit. He entered the temple as the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law. Simeon took the child into his arms and blessed God. And again, I'm reading from the message. And he says, God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you you had promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. A God-revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people, Israel. Do we see it? Do we see God? Are you know, is this that moment like I had where you're like, oh my gosh, I get it? And are there moments this week or in the past week where you have seen God at work or you've needed God at work? People die every day, people are in need every day, they are sick. They have an addiction, they have um, injury, they have financial situation, they have mental health issues, they have financial struggles, Um, somebody bullies them, they have low self esteem, they struggle eating right or exercising or taking care of themselves or Hoarding or overindulging in a thousand things. Struggles all all around. Sinfulness all around. And God is present in and amongst that. Because he has overcome that. And the crazy part is, is he's waiting. The Holy Spirit is just anxiously waiting. And I heard it said that God is, God, particularly in the Holy Spirit, is such a gentleman because he won't come without the invite. He will be present, but he will not speak until you speak to him. I don't think that's a thousand percent true in the sense that sometimes God knows when to speak and sometimes God knows when to wait and he does wait for us and while we are waiting for christ the smart thing to do is to talk to god and so somewhere in there the holy spirit comes in already there but now you have invited and then you are then then you feel that revelation like simeon i don't know does that sound too weird i hope not but because for me that's how it happens it's like light bulb goes on and you hear something as if you've never heard it before and i i think that's what might happen if you take a look at luke and and read through the story of christ's birth Um, But let's talk a little bit more how Simeon goes on. So Mary and Joseph are marveling at what Simeon has said about Jesus. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, Jesus's mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel. And to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. I feel like that's proof that the Holy Spirit was in and speaking through Simeon because exactly what Simeon says to her happens in terms of the rising and the fall of many of Israel There are certainly many that would rise and come to then become the Church of Christ. Eleven disciples, absolutely. And then there are those that fall, Judas. Many of the Sadducees and Pharisees, many people that simply did not recognize that this was the Messiah. And then a sword will pierce your own soul too, because there is no way in the world that a mother could possibly fathom what would happen to Jesus Christ. And to be able to watch your, your son, knowing that he is God, you still would be cut to the quick. You still would be, your soul would be pierced. And so Simeon just knows. I'm going to read it to you from the message too, just because again, it's sort of everyday language and it sort of puts it into a little bit of perspective. This child marks both the failure and the recovery of many in Israel, a figure misunderstood and contradicted. The pain of a sword thrust through you, but the rejection will, ref- will force honesty as God reveals who they really are. I like the part where it says a figure misunderstood and contradicted. That's so true today. So many thoughts about who Jesus is and what he's all about. So many contradictions and misunderstandings. And not just in other religions, or by atheists or agnostics, by actual Christians. There is so much diversity and um, exclusion and um, internal turmoil within the church with a capital C. And I have just come to the conclusion in terms of my belief that I don't want to be right nearly as much as I want to be in unity, in unity that we believe in a risen Lord Jesus Christ, a triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, that there there is this Bible that is like um like our new pastor Mark Renner, who's phenomenal and just super learned. and I love his history on both the Christian Church and on some other like um denominations and other world religions and and how he has learned from that and sort of absorbed some of those things. And he said that, and I don't remember who, but he said that he, heard somebody speak of the Bible to be like Jesus, fully fully human and fully God. And I love that because there's that human aspect that leaves us wondering, that leaves us questioning, but it is fully God. And it is for us to keep looking through and and we always talk about digging deep and unpacking and all that good stuff and when we come to different conclusions as long as that conclusion doesn't take away from a risen lord jesus christ a jesus that comes to us at christmas and grows up and and preaches and teaches and sets an example and is crucified. He is condemned and put to death, not because of anything he did wrong, but because of everything we did wrong. Because when Adam and Eve sinned, the consequence of eating that fruit was separation from God and was death. And it wasn't what God originally intended. And so, That's why when somebody dies, it hurts so bad. Because it's the consequence of sin in the world. Thank you, Jesus Christ, that the good news is when we speak with our mouth and believe with our heart that Jesus is Lord, we are saved. And we will see that person in heaven again. And so, as, a, as, as churches, all of us need to come together, you know, whether you're a hippie Christian or a Catholic or a Lutheran or a non denom raise your hand to the Lord kind of kid, like I dig it, because we all love Jesus and we just want other people to love Jesus and I want you to love Jesus because you get an opportunity to get to know him. And it seems weird because you feel like, am I speaking to the air? Am I speaking to somebody that hears? But when things become apparent that God hears, you feel a little bit like Simeon, that you your eyes see the salvation, and you see that it's not just for you, that it's for all people, both the people that were from the line of Christ and all of us that are not. And that is just really, really, really exciting stuff. Am I right? In the first Advent series, I talked about having a messy Christmas because I think things surrounding Christmas sometimes feel we feel an impact a little bit more because it is, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year, right? No, not for everybody. And I think because of this high expectation of joy to the world, and it's the most wonderful time of the year, and tis the season to be jolly and have a holly jolly Christmas and deck in the halls and all that kind of good stuff, right? Somehow if there's a problem at school or if there's a problem in your family or if there's a death or if you can't get everything done and you just seem not to be able to get it all straight, it feels so much like more impactful at christmas because the expectation is set so high but when you expect jesus when you wait for the coming of christ you can't possibly be let down and so enjoy Christmas. Do all the, do all the stuff that you can do and the things that you can't do, let go of. It's okay. I have a tiny little Christmas tree. I used to get a real tree and I used to think that you had to have a real tree to be like super Christmassy and go pick it out as a family and, you know, make sure you water it so it doesn't get dried out and, you know, the Christmas tree needles falling off and all that kind of crazy good stuff. But, You can have a tiny little tree with just lights on it and the coolest star ever from your sister-in-law, Carla. Like, that's okay. You can have a lot of presents or just a few presents. You can have big dinners or you can have pizza. Jesus comes no matter what. And the who's had it right in The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. The Grinch went and stole all their Christmas tree and all their food and all their presents. And I mean, they practically stole their, <laughs> their furniture too. But what did they do that morning? They got up and they sang. And at least in my mom's brain and in my brain, they were celebrating because Jesus still comes. Jesus comes in the form of a tiny baby who would die. And that right there is like, what? Like, you know, all of a sudden the birth of a baby to find out that this baby is just born to die. That's scary stuff. And that's like tragic stuff, right? So anything tragic that is happening to you during this christmas season trust me christ gets it because he comes into the world with one job and that is to redeem us from our sinfulness and save us and that means death crazy and so do all the christmas stuff the stuff you can and let go of the stuff that you can't, but wait for Jesus, and and let that be your expectation. Trudy, you are my shout out. That's who I knew I was forgetting. I love that you listen, and I love that you think I'm funny. I haven't been that funny this um, episode, and I'm usually all about Joy and happiness and fun and looking on the bright side and that kind of stuff. But I have a little bit of a dark side to me too. And an honest side. There's things that make us sad. There's things that make us frustrated and messy and sinful and all those things. And I'm the biggest hot mess you've ever met in your life. And I probably don't always sound like it of course i do well, who am i kidding you've listened to my podcast long enough all of you know that i'm a hot mess i just am honest and and it is in those christmases that are the messiest it is in those christmases where my expectation isn't on the stuff isn't on what i get done isn't on how well my house is, or how normal my life is, or what people think of a thousand and one things about who I am, it is the waiting for Jesus. And it is knowing that this is the birth of Christ. This is the start of something so great for you and for me. And that's what's so important. So God, the Holy Spirit, tells Simeon that he will not die before he sees the Messiah. And he sees the Messiah, and instead of thinking, Oh my goodness, my days are numbered, he is just ecstatic. He knows that he can die in peace. He knows that now when he dies, he is going to be saved by this Jesus, by this baby Jesus. And he's so happy. I'm not ready to die. I don't think any of you are ready to die. I hope not. God knows when and where and time and place and all that stuff because he goes and he prepares a place for us. But when we die, we can die in peace because we have Christ. And so in the meantime, we wait expectantly and we we wait and we hope and we pray and we Talk to God and we communicate with him through his word and through worship and through music and through fellowship and through all the Christmas festivities that you have that point to the Savior, that point to the Prince of Peace, God, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus our Savior. And so, yes let us now all go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks, everybody. Happy Advent. We've got one more Advent before Christmas. So this is exciting. It's getting exciting. I hope all of you are having a wonderful season. Keep waiting.